from the east coast and the sunny shores of South Carolina. Welcome to Dark Reality. We'll be discussing the unknown from cryptoids to conspiracy theories and unusual happenings. I'm your host, John Ringo. Welcome to Dark Realities. Good evening and welcome to Dark Reality. Tonight we'll be talking about something so strange, something that's been around for what seems like forever, something that seems like just a child's fairy tale until you realize how real it really is. I'm talking about the Rugaru. If you grew up in Louisiana, it's likely you've heard of the Rugaru. This beast of Cajun folklore is often depicted as a man with a wolf or dog head, closely resembling a werewolf. It's a truly magnificent monster. The pinnacle of legends and many wonders. How did the legends begin? Furthermore, where does the Rugaru live? What are its traits, its characteristics? If living in Louisiana, should you move away? Many questions need answered. We'll try to answer all of these questions and more. To help you decide whether or not the legends are true, and what you should do if they are. Baru Garu has its origins in 16th century medieval French folklore. At the time, it was called the Loop Garu and many crimes were blamed on the beast. If a child disappeared or a house was ransacked, Loop Garu often became the scapegoat or the suspect. Believe in the monster was so strong that many civilians were accused of being the culprit, put on trial, and found guilty. French and French-Canadian settlers eventually spread the legend of the Rougarou to Louisiana, and it was through the Cajun-French that the term loop 
Garu evolved into Rugaru. Often described as a half man, half wolf, the Rugaru is essentially a French version of the werewolf. According to Louisiana legend, the monster lurks in swamps around Acadia and greater New Orleans. Fables based on the Rugaru have been used to install fear and obedience growing up. Children were sometimes told if they misbehave, Varugaru would come to take them away. It was also said that French Catholics who broke Lent for seven years in a row would be hunted down and killed by the beast. Hmm. According to Cajun folklore, Arugaru is a human placed under a spell. Those under the spell have the opportunity to change back into human after 101 days, but only by transferring the curse to a willing victim. It makes you wonder who'd be up for the task. In some accounts, the process of transferring the curse requires the helping human to draw the blood of the Rugaru. After this ritual is complete, the Rugaru can return to its human form. Other stories say the Rugaru is permanently cursed, shape-shifting into the beast form at night and changing back to its human form by sunrise, similar to the depictions in werewolf tales. During the day, however, Varugaru appears sickly and vulnerable. Despite its impressive speed and strength, the Rugaru is not without its weaknesses. Legend says the beast can only be killed by fire. But still, there are other ways to deal with the Cajun monster. It's believed you can protect yourself from the beast by placing 13 small objects on the ground near the entrance you wish to safeguard. If the Rugaru comes by, it will become preoccupied with counting the objects, almost like an obsession. The creature has poor math skills and can only count up to 13. So this will leave it confused, continuously recounting till the sun comes up. By dawn, its human form would begin to resurface, 
forcing it to retreat. The Rugaru is paramount in Cajun legends. It can be found on t-shirts, mugs, and even in Hollywood. In October, there's an annual festival held in downtown Hyoma called Arugaru Feast. which pays homage to the Louisiana monster. It's a fun festival that even includes Arugaru Ball. If you decide to participate, maybe the tricks and tactics we've detailed, you'll be left vulnerable to the sharp fangs and menacing claws of the Rugaru. And it just may get you. So be careful. Now, the second story of tonight. cannibalism and how it's still a mainframe in some countries. We'll be looking at six horrifying modern day cannibalisms. Cannibalism as repulsive as it is, can be understood in cases where consuming the deceased is an alternative to certain starvation. Those who eat human flesh by choice, however, tend to be the kind of people who will torture and murder to satisfy their curiosity. Be warned that some of the following links are disturbing. Some of the stories I'm about to read are disturbing. Dorangel Vargas Dorangel Vargas is known as the Hannibal Lecter of the Andes. He was confined to a mental hospital in 1995. After the remains of a missing man were found in his home, but Gar Vargas was released two years later. In 1999, police in San Cristobal, Venezuela, again found human remains in Vargas's possession. This time, at least ten skulls and fresh entrails were found 
Vargas admitted eating the bodies but denied murder charges, saying the bodies were given to him. This statement led to conjecture that Vargas was being used to cover up an organ tra trafficking operation. Vargas was being homeless and already known to be mentally unstable during the interview. Vargas claimed that eating people was just like eating pears. Vargas is currently confined to a mental institution. Kevin Ray Underwood was arrested in April 2006 for the murder of 10-year-old Jamie Bolin in Purcell, Oklahoma. Although there is no evidence that Underwood actually cannibalized the body, police found meat tenderizer and barbecue skewers among the tools used to commit the murder. Underwood confessed to the murder and his plans to eat Boland's flesh. His videotape confession is full of gruesome details. Moving on. Robert Molesley. Robert Molesley committed his first murder in 1974. He sold sexual services. Moonsley killed one of his clients to support his drug addiction. Moonsley was sent to a hospital for the criminally insane in 1977. He and another inmate took a third inmate hostage for nine hours before authorities could break into the cell. The victim, a pedophile, had been tortured and killed. His skull was cracked open and a part of his brain was missing. A spoon in the skull led guards to believe that Moonsley had eaten part of the victim. He was convicted of manslaughter and sent to Wakefield Prison, where he soon killed two more men before eating parts of their brain. And he was sent to solitary confinement in 1983. A special cell was constructed for Moonsley at Wakefield Prison, where he is held in solitary confinement behind glass with no human contact. Food is passed to him through the slot. This cell is believed to be the model for the Hannibal Lecter's enclosure in the Silence of the Lambs. Izzy Sagwa, a Japanese student. Izzy Sagwa studied at the Sorbonne in Paris and became infatuated with Dutch student 
Rena Hartfelt in 1981. Instead of courting her, he shot her in the back of the neck. Then Sagwa lived out a fantasy he had since childhood as he cut her flesh and ate it raw. He then had sexual intercourse with Hartsvelt's body. Cut into pieces, put some of the flesh in his refrigerator for later, and stuffed the rest of the, into a suitcase to dispose of it at nearby Boyce D. Boulogne Park, where he was noticed. Police retrieved Hartsfeld's body parts and arrested Sagwa a few days later. Sagawa confessed to the murder. He was held for two years, then committed to a hospital for the criminally insane. While there, he wrote his autobiography, In the Fog, which became a bestseller in Japan. Sagawa was deported to Japan, where he underwent mental examinations and was found sane. Japanese officials could not prosecute him because France did not send the necessary paperwork. By 1986, Sagawa was a free man and willing to talk about what he had done to Rena Hartsfeld. Sagawa is the celebrity cannibal of Japan. He has written more books, worked a short time as a restaurante critic, granted interviews, painted nudes, and even acted in porn films. In short, he is making a living off of his crime as a cannibal. Armin, my ways. Armin Malways posted a personal ad online to solicit a victim for murder and cannibalism in the year 2001. Bird Jorgensen Brandies who did not know Maui's, volunteered to be his victim through a German chat room. The two met and carried out the plan, which is documented in gruesome detail. Maui's consumed the remains of Brandy's. Armin Maui's posted a personal ad onto the solicited victim for murder and cannibalism in 2001. Bernard Jorgensen Brandy's, who did not know Maui's, volunteered to be his victim through a German chat room.
the two met and carried out his plan, which is documented in gruesome detail. Maui's consumed the remains of brandies over several months. He was reported to police after poor posting another personal ad. Maui's was convicted of manslaughter amid questions of whether a murder victim can have consent. He was retried in 2006 and convicted of the murder and sentenced to life in prison. Jeffrey Dahmer In the summer of 1991, Jeffrey Dahmer was on probation after serving time for fondling a young boy. But his overworked probation officer never visited his Milwaukee apartment. Police were called when a 14-year-old boy tried to escape Dahmer's clutches. But Dahmer convinced officers that the boy was an adult and the situation was a lover's quarrel. They left Conakry, who did not speak English, in Dahmer's hands. He was never seen alive again. When another victim, Tracy Edwards, ran screaming from Dahmer's apartment, police investigated and found a house of horrors. In Dahmer's apartment were body parts belonging to 11 people. Some were found in the refrigerator and freezer. Some packed into a barrel of acid, and some were dried and cleaned to be souvenirs in his confessions. Dahmer alluded to cannibalism and sexual acts with the deceased bodies. Activities, he explained on his 1994 interview. Dahmer pleaded insanity but was convicted and sentenced to life in prison for each 15 murders. He later pleaded guilty to another murder in Ohio in 1994. Another prison inmate bludgeoned Dahmer to death with an iron bar. Reaching my extensive list of modern cannibalisms. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Reminding everyone to subscribe and send me an email. Let me know what you think. Until then... Goodbye.